Hello and welcome to Lightspeed, where we discuss music and music production-related topics in under 15 minutes. My name is Sun Warper. And my name is Curtis. Thank you ever so much for joining us today. And for today, we are dropping in for a very short time to discuss modular, everything about modular, how to get into modular, and why we kind of might do it. So we've got two of our friends and modular masters, um, Howard or Eon Lake. How you doing? Hiya, guys. I'm good. Thanks. And Stephen, or Letters from Mouse. How are you, Stephen? Fantastic. Thank you. Hello. Nice to thank you ever so much for joining us today. And that's right. We are we're looking down. We're taking this from the perspective of someone who knows nothing about modular, wants to get into modular, but there's such an array, such a mysticism around it that we kind of uh, need your help and your guidance and to kind of help us get understand how this works. Yeah. So I want to start with the basics. So you know, when you're starting out looking at how to get into modular, what are some things you need to consider? Oh, things to consider. That that is one of the, the scary parts. Uh, there, there is a lot to consider. Uh, one of the, the biggest decisions you, you'll make is what kind of case you, you're going to go for. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, re research at that stage is absolutely key to save you spending an absolute fortune on completely the, the, the wrong thing. But I would point you towards a chap called Molten Modular on, on YouTube, and he did a, a series, and he, he takes it right from the, the beginning, getting the case, and he, you know he comes at it from a complete newbie uh, sort of level. He's not an expert, and he goes through the whole journey. And I, I watched the whole the whole thing, and it's like you go through it with him. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend checking him out. Yeah, I watched that too. That's good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Robin Vincent. That's He's it. got a nice yeah. manner about him. Yeah. Yeah, likable guy. Yeah, yeah. So when you say that you kind of, uh, you need to, obviously, uh, when you say you need to do your research, you need to kind of understand where you're going to go. I mean, w in what sense do you mean that idea of uh, spending a lot of money on things you're not going to, you're not going <laughs> to use in the end? I mean, are there what are, what are these different paths that you can take? Uh, Howard, can you help us out? Well, there are a couple of ways that you can dip your toe in if you want to find out more about it. So you, you can go the software route because there are obviously software emulations of modular. Um, VCVRAC is a free one. So you could just download it, install it, and start messing around with virtual cables and so on. And there's a Facebook support group that, um, that goes with that. So that's one way of doing it. Um, the classic gateway drug um, for uh, modular is, of course, semi-modular, <laughs> which I think is how Stephen got into it. It's certainly one of the ways that I'd slip down that slope. Um, that way you've got something that is a synth, but it's got patch points so that you can start to combine it with something else. And it might end up like my no-coast does, uh, serving as a, a MIDI to CV bridge for other equipment and so on later on. But really, a little bit of reading beforehand so that you can um, find out what you're doing before you do it. How would you both give a brief description of what modular is? <laughs> so think about it as if you take our traditional synth. So you've got an oscillator, maybe a, you know an envelope, a filter, all the sort of component parts. Now think about your nice grand's worth of a profit, something like that, and you throw it on the floor and it breaks into many parts, right? That, that's what essentially modular is. It's taken all the little parts and it's separated them out. Now you have the fun of putting them back together, but you get to put it back together how you want it and how you want to to root it. So the, the sort of flexibility and 
the the possibilities with all these endless different types of modules and the ways that you can modulate things, pass them through filters, sequence. It's incredible. Oh, that's it in a nutshell, I think. Howard, would you have anything to add to it? Uh, that's absolutely it. It's it's like synthesis components broken up, but they don't have that, that hardwired um, starting point. You get to connect them however you like. It lets you do some slightly different things like audio rate manipulation where you, you plug a, an actual sound into a control and it manipulates it so fast you can get some very strange things going on. Um, but also it lets you, if you do have any semi-modular gear, you can hot rod your synth, you know, so you can add bits to kit that you already have as well if it is semi-modular and has patch points in it. So it can let you customize things a little bit. But also modular has grown a little bit beyond the classic East Coast and West Coast synthesis methods. There's a lot of crazy wild units out there that, that are a little bit something on their own. You know, they're a bit different. So it's nice to be able to dip your toe into some of those techniques. You know, there's a lot of digital modules, there are a lot of analog modules, and mixing it all up in a case and plugging it into stuff that you've already got can give you the best of both worlds and can give you some great happy accidents. <laughs> Good old Bob Ross. <laughs> so, in, in, uh, so for those at home who are listening to this and again, who want to kind of get into modular and understand that there's a big financial kind of mountain to climb. Where do you start? Where do you begin? I thought about what I wanted to do with it. I think it's very important to know where you want to go with it. So that sounds a bit broad. So there are a number of things you can do with modular. You can augment what you already have. You can build something custom um, that has a number of different voices that does the sort of sounds that you want. Or you can build some big beast that does drums, synths, you know, sampling, you know, all the different things that you can have. So I started out, I wanted to explore some different voices. So at the time I had all my synths were analog. I think I had a digital poly as well. But I wanted to um wanted to do some carpless strong stuff. You know, we get these plucky sounds that you can get from some of these other synthesis techniques and um modular lends itself quite well to that. So the first few things that I got were things that sounded different to what I've already got. But I'd already made a decision not to do any drums because I, I kind of prefer doing it, you know, with samples and so on and the, the kit that I have. Um, so I thought I'd like to dedicate the little rack space I have to actual voices that were new to me and that would give me a, a bigger range of sounds to use in the music. But other people I know would go other ways with it. Some people want to move away from the computer and just see what happens. And that's another way you might want to go with it. So it's important, I think, to understand what it is you're trying to do and what sort of hole you think it's going to fit in your, in your arsenal or your repertoire or your approach. And um, then start building out from there and thinking, well, what's going what's to help me do that? Stephen, your new album is all modular, right? Pretty much. The, the, the XD's in there. Yeah, uh, you cannot beat that thing for for pads and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, most of it's all all sort of modular and mostly sort of performed. Uh, you know, not kind of sequenced within uh, the computer or anything. So. Mm -hmm. so, so you're not like it's not like you're building a uh, for example an arpeggiator or something like that. You're not kind of like laying it down and then splicing it into place. 
to make a composition. It's all, like you say, performed as you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, what about you, Howard? Do you have much modular in your recorded tracks? Quite a lot. It often textures and ambience and stuff like that okay. is often made by stretching things out in the modular. Um, a lot of granular synthesis and slowing things down, speeding things up until it sounds like something I like, that there's a mood. I tend to record it more. Because there's that there's that ultimately destructive element of modular where you know you you find this thing and it's great and you tweet you move one knob a tiny bit and it's all gone <laughs> or you know you're going to pull your cables out at some point anyway so you, you've got to record it you know so I guess that's what Stephen's doing with the new album right it's like make it happen and capture it while it does and then do something different and that's why a lot of people like it I think is because of that there are no presets there's no saving. Yeah, you can only record it and pull all your cables out again. What does that mean for them when you're reconstructing it, say playing live? Because if you, I mean, obviously, if you got, I mean, wow. I know you use able, I know you use Ableton, Howard, but the mm. the recreation. I'm thinking like I was watching Air at the weekend and stuff like that when they're recreating all their kind of their pieces, and then and the. I mean, are you mapping these in your brain? Are you writing this stuff down? Or is it, one, like you say, once it's gone, it's gone forever? Well, the stuff I do is not that complicated. I tend to be using, you know, this module's playing that module. It's running through a couple of other things. You know, it, I haven't gotten into any really crazy patching yet. Um, but I tend to record it. But as far as playing live is concerned, I mean, and what you want out of a Euro rack in order to do that, I mean, that's a whole massive subject in itself. As this is a light speed, we're going to have to keep this short, but I do want to get a couple of tips for getting into modular from the perspective of someone just looking into it that has no idea. Would you guys care to share? I very much recommend the book Patch and Tweak. Fantastic Bible of modular. It's not cheap, unfortunately, so search to see how cheap you can get it. But Well, neither is modular, book. right? No, exactly. <laughs> it's a yeah. primer for it. It, it. it could definitely save you money, I think. <laughs> Find the resources um, like Modular Grid helps you. Um, if you sign up for an account there, you can plan your your um, case. You can stick virtual modules in, see what fits and so on. Um, join Facebook groups for secondhand because there's a really healthy secondhand market in Modular. Things retain their value pretty well. So Reverb, eBay, um, Facebook groups and so on. Um, learn where you can get stuff cheap. It can save you a lot of money, definitely. It does help if you already understand synthesis, if you're going to be taking building blocks of it and cabling them together. So I mean, it doesn't hurt to, to you know watch a few videos about how, how sounds are made in the traditional East Coast and West Coast, you know, oscillators and envelopes or wave folding and all sorts of craziness on the East Coast stuff. Um, yeah, and, and, and maybe plan for your rig to get bigger. Because um, <laughs> they always seem to. Good point. And Stephen, what about you? Yeah, along the same lines, I think YouTube, I've learned a lot from people like Robin Vincent, uh, DivKid, uh, Mylar Melodies, and, and these guys all you know do really good features on certain modules and that way you get an idea if you like the sounds that are coming out of these things and you know they, they explain how they're, they're making the, the, the sort of noises. Uh, Howard makes a really good point, the second hand market for cost. There's also DIY as well if you can solder uh, that's a good route to go down. There's also a, a whole range of people out there making clones of 
a lot of the the, the big modules, like the, the mutable mutable instrument ones. Uh, I've been talking to Neil at Monolith Modular, who's been very kind, and he does some really good stuff as well. So that way, you you kind of keep the the cost down. Uh, but last of all, yeah, you, you can never have uh, too many VCAs. Uh, you always need one more. So. <laughs> Yeah, if you think about how many you need, just add another one on. Before we go, <laughs> what's up next for you guys musically? Oh, uh, I keep getting sort of sidetracked with uh, invites onto compilations, which is is good. But I'm trying to do uh, the next Raven Moosen album with Fraser from Where, Where a Foxma. Uh, I have started on a track, but like I say, I keep getting uh, sidetracked. But the, the stuff I got from Fraser is fantastic. So. Uh, really looking forward to how that that develops, uh, and then yep, just more more mouse down the, the road somewhere. So. And a new album upcoming, right? Yeah, that's uh, April the sixteenth. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that one on vinyl on Sub Exotic. Nice. Uh, pretty exciting, yeah. Um, and Howard, what about uh, you? I'm, I'm I'm in album mode at the moment. There we go. I've got my head down. Yeah, I've got the the. the the first album coming out on Where a Foxma later in the year. That's mm-hmm. my main focus. But like, like Stephen, I am getting a little sidetracked with um, some other bits and pieces. It always happens. Um, compilation stuff. But yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it's good to be. Uh, it's good to be busy. I just like doing it. You know. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you ever so much for joining us today, gentlemen. Uh, so nice to see your faces and hear your voices. And we will drop in on you again soon. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.